I don't know what you think this is, but we are literally in the middle of a Play-Doh's closet right now. Where do you think you're going? We are in the middle of a parallelogram. Babe, we are literally in a platypus. Can you please put on your mask? Why is her baby out here without a mask? We are literally in a perpendicular. Y'all, this is not okay. You cannot be partying. We are in a Parmesan right now. We are in a Phineas. Where do you think you're going? Honestly, we're in a pharmaceutical. Please wear your mask. Guys, I know these are troubling times. We are in a PTSD. No, we can't go to Olive Garden. We are literally in a pterodactyl right now. We are in the middle of a Palm Springs and you wanna go to Disney World? Correct me if I'm wrong, Bradley, but aren't we in the middle of a paleontology? Isn't it crazy that we're living in the middle of a photosynthesis right now? Yeah, I'm sorry, you can't be in here without a mask. Why? We're living in a pyramid right now. Why are so many kids partying right now? We're in the middle of a parent-teacher conference. We can't do that. People are dying. We're in a passageway. Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live from Narnia in the wardrobe, I'm Doyen. <laughs> I love Narnia. I love the wardrobe. I, I read the whole series as a kid. Like, I think we were required to read the first book from school, and I read all of them on my own. <laughs> yeah, I read the first book, um... Well, not the first book, because technically it's not the first book. But I read Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe um, when I was in school. I don't remember what grade I was in. And then mm -hmm. I read the whole thing later on as an adult. Um, oh. So, yeah. That was a wild ride. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was one of up... those scenes where my parents were like, oh, you have a little bit of interest in these books? Here's a whole series. Go sit down in another room and read it and stop bothering us. So. <laughs> <laughs> I um I ended up reading. So my mom had the like one book where it's all mm -hmm. of the books in one, which is extremely overwhelming. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I have which I later on got after I finished reading the books. Yes, I do this sometimes. But I have the individual books. But before mm -hmm. I got the individual books, I read my mom's book. And towards the end, I ended up staying awake for about two and a half days straight to finish the book because I was so sick of it and I wanted it out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, this has to end now. <laughs> I was like me in that Eric Jerome Dickey book. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> we read. Yeah, so I get it. Um, Don't I put Narnia just, down like that. Don't put Narnia down I'm just like saying, that. Sometimes you just gotta get through. But but I think it was traumatizing to me a little bit, like just all the stuff that happened with Aslan and all that. But somehow I channeled through because I just need to know what was gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So, what's going on with you, Dorian? Child, I am so tired. Yesterday, I made a whole Easter meal. And I was like, how, how do our mamas and grandmamas just sit up here and stand for Child. hours? <laughs> to make a whole buffet of shit. Um. <laughs> Your Easter dinner looked delicious. Thank you. I, if I would have been thinking correctly, I would have gotten the place I usually get for Thanksgiving so my food didn't touch. But it was okay. It was all, they all played well with each other. 
<laughs> Funny thing about that. So I was at the liquor store Saturday because I needed to pick up some champagne. And a little black lady there was like, so did you figure out your Easter menu? A, I don't remember he even telling her that I was having problems with my Easter menu. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I figured some stuff out. So I took a picture just so I could show her next time I see her. <laughs> I believe it because you were stressed about it. I believe you probably did ask her. <laughs> It's no telling, but she's a little black lady. But I was like, I guess, I guess we know each other, sis. <laughs> guess we can't pretend that we don't know each other. Listen, I but. often find little old black ladies in establishments to help me with plenty of things. <laughs> when we were undergrad, um, you remember the J.C. Penney's in town? Mm-hmm. I I was a little old black lady in there who. <laughs> She had to help me buy my stockings <laughs> because I didn't know how to buy them because granny always bought my stockings because I only wore them when I had to usher and yeah. I didn't know how to buy them. And so like, Child. I mean, the first time I came in there, I was like looking perplexed and she was like, can I help you? And I looked at her and I was like, my granny always does this for me. <laughs> she was so sweet. I still remember her face to this day. <laughs> That JCPenney was the source of my MIP outfit. And when I tell you it wasn't cute, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I think last week there was like a spirit week and they're like, post your MIP pics. I'm like, no, because I was dressed like somebody's motherboard member and nobody <laughs> needs to see that. <laughs> I decided you know- it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, good times little uh little old black ladies are wonderful and they help us yeah, in every way they're so sweet yeah they... drinks i mean we're not even finished the episode but drinks go out to little old black ladies cause that's right just... that's right they just they give me all the warm fuzzies and they really <laughs> really care for us and our excellence so that's right otherwise um other things i've been up to I don't know, because I literally have a memory of, like, one day. Um, (laughs) But I can tell you what I've been drinking, Mm -hmm. and I can tell you what gave me joy. Come on. Um, What gave me joy is I'm still figuring out the apartment. Uh, My bookshelf is completely built up. So now I need something that, like, for, like, my Greek meetings at work, I need something that clearly depicts what my sorority is um haven't decided what but i'm gonna get that um and then wait drink- you have wait you have greek meetings at work yeah we have like a collective for the d9 um employees. okay so, okay and like my my mentor is a you can bleep that out. I'm so, <laughs> so I'm like, I need, I need some in my background that shows my Greek stuff too. <laughs> okay. Um, what I'm drinking on the high end, I call it a Kentucky Libre. On the low end, it's a whiskey and Coke. Okay. <laughs> so keeping it simple today. Well, I too am keeping it simple. I am trying out yet another gin. Um, <laughs> so I have a gin soda, which is the gin, the club soda, splash of lime. I like to keep it simple when I'm trying to, uh, 
when I'm trying the flavor of a Nugent or a taste rather, Mm -hmm. because I mean the flavors, whatever. But anyway, this is Wonder Bird Spirits. And this is a gin that is made right here in Mississippi, right outside of Oxford. Mm. And they <laughs> use the um, they use the Japanese method um, mm. at their distillery. So yeah, I thought that was um, I'm trying to find the name of the town, Taylor, Mississippi. Yeah, so distilled and bottled by Wonder Spirits in Taylor, Mississippi, and. It came highly recommended, and I do like it. Funny enough, I think that's where I used to work as a summer camp counselor to diabetic kids. <laughs> Y'all gave a diabetic like right kids out. gin. <laughs> no, but it was right outside of Oxford. Uh, it's when I learned that kudzu plants are ridiculous and just grow all kinds of ways. But diabetic camp was great because it was like everybody at the camp was diabetic and so you didn't feel weird about like pricking your finger yeah it's weird but it was a really great time and all of our blood sugars were low because we're actually moving around (laughs) so i had to keep (laughs) all the snacks on me for all those kids (laughs) that's a good experience um so yeah i really do like this gin um I I think I like the Roku better, the mm-hmm. other Japanese uh, gin, mm-hmm. which I mean, this one isn't Japanese, but the lady at the liquor store told me that they use the Japanese method when they distill it. And I really, mm-hmm. I do like it, but I think I like Roku better. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah. So what's been bringing me joy? First of all, I finally got my lawn done. Um, so the guy came by Saturday, so I have fresh cut grass. That made me happy because my house, it was looking like a jungle out there. Like it was dandelions and all kind of wildflowers growing in the yard. And I was like, uh, uh-uh, this is ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, also it's been raining a lot. So it's, you know, it wasn't his fault that he, you know, hadn't come yet. But anyway, he came Saturday um did an excellent job he was also very quick and the other thing that brought me joy i got a brand new stove so yay for that (laughs) it's a flat top and i did not want a flat top and so i'm not excited about that part but i'm loving the oven why you ask because it's clean (laughs) (laughs) i've been cleaning i don't I don't even know how often you're supposed to clean your oven. I just, <laughs> um, but I do like the flat top because at least my food isn't getting under the eye. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want it, but um, it was significantly cheaper than the other, and I all I'm already struggling with how to clean it. Like, yeah. Because I don't I want I any want streaks. Cleaning. Uh, oh, the top, yeah. Yeah, the top. Oh, that's a but even with the even with the self cleaning oven, you still got to clean it. It's twenty twenty one. Like we were supposed to live the Jetsons life. Why are we Girl. still doing this shit? <laughs> All you gonna get with that self cleaning oven is a temperature to set it on but so you don't have to leave it sitting 
You don't have to leave the easy off sitting on there overnight. That's really the only difference. Like you still got to strap up your gloves and get down in there. <laughs> so you might as well just like turn it on the lowest setting and spray the shit and then come back. I mean, don't take advice from us, gal, and blow your house up. But I'm just saying. <laughs> That's what the last cleaner lady did when I was doing weed back cleaning. Was she sprayed some stuff up and left it on a warm temperature so it would warm up, and then she cleaned yeah. it. So, yeah. Um, also, I don't know if you can see my nails, but I attempted to do my own dip powder on my mm-hmm. nails. And mm-hmm. it looks a hot mess, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, from a distance, you can't tell it's lumpy, but it's lumpy. <laughs> I attempted to do gel nails. I'm only showing you this hand because the other hand is fucked up because I lost I... the gel um, lamp somehow between the first day I did it and the second day I did it. Boy. <laughs> have a problem with my gel but the dip powder it was much more difficult than it looks mm-hmm. and the dip powder you gotta have like the the zoom zoom <laughs> well so, like even it out <laughs> well i mean some of the so i you know me i watched several tutorials um none of them did that but they did do some buffing but there was one that she had mm-hmm. a technique that would prevent you from having to do the buffing. And I should have done her technique. I didn't mm. because it looked time consuming. But <laughs> the dip powder is what I normally get when I go to the salon. Anyway, I just wanted to try it this time for myself to see if I could do it. And mm-hmm. clearly it is. I was tapping my finger and everything. I mean, like, it's, it's clearly more difficult than it looks. But, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I might could keep, like, trying and... Might get better. <laughs> yeah, I tried that at the beginning of the pandemic. I lost interest. Um, <laughs> so if I can find my gel lamp, I'll be a lot better off in life. So. Yeah, find that lamp, girl. <laughs> girl I know. Roxy I don't probably know put it somewhere. Because how do you lose a lamp <laughs> after using it on one hand? Yeah. I don't know. I use it on both hands, but there's just some issues with my left hand so I was going back to redo it and now I can't find the fucking lamp so <laughs> alas yeah just pray for me I just struggle anyways so we're gonna move on to our current events so I'm really sad and disappointed in myself that I miss the versus <laughs> like I literally with all the Easter shenanigans I was doing I didn't see until the evening. So all I have is just outtakes about everybody's responses. But Chris, did you watch the verses? I missed it as well. Um, so I was prepared and I got pissed off with the Triller app. So um, I downloaded the Triller app on my Apple TV so that I could watch you know, just like I had been watching on Apple Music, watching on my television. I like for my verses to be on my television. That way it's up and I can see it and listen while I'm doing other things. Let me tell you how petty Apple is. When you open the Triller app 
on the Apple TV, the first thing it tells you is that you cannot watch the verses from this app. Mm -hmm. And you have to open it on your phone and mirror it to your Apple TV. I got so pissed by them doing that that I was like, Mm -hmm. "Mm, forget it. I ain't watching. Now, I had full intention (laughs) of watching. But in the meantime, um, I got a phone call and it pissed me off. And so... (laughs) So I ended up taking like a couple shots of tequila and going to bed. So I missed it. (laughs) I do have the playlist though. So there's that. Yeah, I am. Oddly enough, much like verses, I don't like when I have to stream from my phone for churches. And so (laughs) I'm really glad that my church does YouTube. But, um, I haven't seen other churches that can only manage to do Facebook Live. And so, lost interest. But I thought the responses were hilarious. Um, Starting off with, like, Steve Harvey being so hyped (laughs) about this versus. (laughs) And I was like, I don't love Steve Harvey most days, but sometimes he's just really funny as a black uncle. (laughs) Most of my timeline was sick of his mess. Like, they were wanting him to be quiet. Stop talking. Let the people play the music. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I will say, like, this was his response prior to the event. But I did hear that people did not like him during the event, which makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, so I do want to go back and watch. Um, Monday was a Monday, so people expected me to do my job at work. And so That's I didn't so get to stupid. Watch. That is so stupid. <laughs> right. Like... <laughs> How dare they? Okay, so next up, uh, for Bridgerton fans, sorry for less, but also the way uh, Roger Jean-Page explained it, I understand why he is not appearing in season two. So he said that basically when he was first talking to the directors, it was literally just a one-season arc. And so there's just not much left for him in the story, and so that's why he's not showing up. He's fine as hell. I'd like to see him even as like a background, <laughs> yeah, know, like background player. But I understand he doesn't have much else to act in that story. So initially, when I saw the announcement, I thought that he was not coming back. But apparently, they did not ask him back, and they told him, you know, up front that it was, you know probably going to be a one and done i saw a lot of Mm -hmm. people on my timeline who i guess have read the series kind of upset that he wasn't coming back because they were like Mm -hmm. yes the neck the rest of the books focus on different siblings so the duke isn't in the forefront but he Mm -hmm. is in the story so Mm -hmm. a lot of people were like oh boo but you know whatevs i mean (laughs) <laughs> I'm still going to watch either way, so it'll be fine. Yeah, I think I'd be more upset if I'd actually watched the show. But I just wanted to, because I know other people watch the show, and we are the podcast of the people, so I wanted to go ahead and share that with Wait, you. you didn't you didn't watch? No. I was bored by the first episode. Oh, okay, so, okay. Because I was about to say I felt like you did, but okay, so you gave it a try. didn't work. I think it's something I'll just have to circle back on. I'll probably okay. like it but I just wasn't invested in it from the first episode. So 
And I get okay. it because there's a lot of shows where Parks and Rec, I tell people to start on the third season because I'm like, the first season really fucking sucks. It's just like a whole pilot. Like the whole season's a pilot. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. I have to start from the beginning. But I do like it when people tell me to stick mm-hmm. with it. It'll get better so that I won't mm-hmm. give up. But I have to start from the beginning. Yeah. All right. Park um, office, the office. I think that's where I am with that. I'm like, y'all just tell me what season where it gets really good so I can fall in love with the show and I can go back and start over. <laughs> oh, I, I like this. I like the office from the very beginning. <laughs> it's for like our current sensibilities of PC and stuff like that. It's kind of hard to watch. Oh, they, oh, they do stuff. Yeah. All the time, like all like the time. The racial, like training. I was yes, like, yes. I am crazy. Jamaican. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I eventually get into or Black just, Tony or all this. Like they, they do, <laughs> they do shit all the time. But you know, yeah. Um. Well, uh, while, while we're talking about television, we didn't mention Falcon and Winter Soldier. Did you watch it this past Friday? No. Okay, well, we so will talk will, about it. So I will, but I haven't yet. Yeah. Okay. I was forced to attempt to watch Gorilla versus King Kong like two, three times this weekend. I've Bless probably fallen asleep and wandered away. Soul. <laughs> Bless your soul. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's watch it in bed. And then I go to sleep. <laughs> the things you do for love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to watch falcon and winter soldier but i haven't watched this week's yet okay okay so next up megan the stallion playfully shoots her shot in young miami and she says i want to date i just want to say i want to watch like <laughs> that's all i have to I say told about y'all. <laughs> i told y'all the way she flipped cardi like that with her legs that wasn't her first time doing that that was not her first time and i just want her to flip me just set up an OnlyFans. I will pay real money <laughs> to see you too. And then young mommy, Miami said, I've been wanting you too, so what's up? And I'm just like, y'all, like, don't pay attention to the buzzing in the background. Just like, <laughs> ignore the flashing light. Just, just do what you do. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, y'all, y'all doing this? Okay, well, let me see. <laughs> I am all for it. Megan is just the- fine. Miami is just pretty, and like, I am all for it. Megan is just thick, like, ugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then she said, uh, a few days ago, she was like, hot girl summer, but my man coming to pick me up after. And that is like my, like you know, affirmation as a woman in a relationship. Like, I can have my hot girl summer and then he gotta come pick my junk ass up after brunch. Listen, <laughs> I don't even have a man and, and I a man that, cause I was like, okay, cause that's how you do it. Hot girl summer. <laughs> even if you got a man, have you a hot girl summer mm-hmm. and then let him come pick mm-hmm. you up after. Right. I mean, it's gonna be two o'clock. I'm be like, you up? So everybody has fun. <laughs> I mean, listen, that's what I used to do back in the day. <laughs> I used to go out, 
through hood rat host type shit with my friends. Then when, mm-hmm. when all our fun was done, come pick me up. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That. That part. <laughs> Okay. So, next up, um, Hasselin blasts Faith Evans for allegedly creeping on Stevie J with younger men. You do it all the time. Now, y'all know. Y'all may not know. Chris and I have had a thing about this for years. I do love Hasselin. <laughs> I also make fun of Hasselin a lot. But um, if you don't know, CBJ and Hasselin were a thing, and now he's with Faith Evans. And Hasselin was like, no, bitch, like, your team ass. <laughs> I love, I love Jocelyn. Like Dorian said, we call her Hasselin. I love her, <laughs> but I she was just dead wrong for this because <laughs> she said a lot of shit that she that was just wrong that she shouldn't have said. It was but just then some pent up shit. <laughs> you know she yeah, mad. she shouldn't have been talking about that woman's child. But then also with Faith, like Faith didn't even really say anything. Like Jocelyn just mm-hmm. <laughs> just came out the bag. Like she mad. She missed. Stevie's wayward dick. <laughs> I, that is probably what it is. Like I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I was like, yeah, I know. Now you just, you just reaching. Just stop. Yeah, I don't support anybody coming after people's kids or people who are not at fault in the situation. Stevie J was Stevie J. Right? If who cares? She, who cares if Faith if Faith Evans, on Stevie J? Who I mean, cares? why not? <laughs> exactly. I was cheat on Stevie J if I had. I mean, Stevie he J. has been a cheater <laughs> his entire life, and yeah. he cheated on Jocelyn, made her look silly. Like, what girl? Who cares? I think yeah. she just. I do. I do think. I think the the bottom line is she feels like. Him and Faith was messing around when they were still together. Now, they mm-hmm. say that they weren't. They were supposed to be, like, really good friends. Because, you know, they both were on Bad Boy together. And mm-hmm. supposedly they were just really good friends. But Jocelyn was always suspicious of them. So I think that's mm-hmm. what the bottom line is. She just still feel yeah. like you did. And I, I would probably feel the same way if I was her. Yeah, because CBJ is a cheating-ass nigga. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I just, yeah, they've been married since 2018. That was a whole pre-pandemic ago. (laughs) So far away. Yeah. But, you know, she got to keep herself in the news somehow. Yep. And lastly, uh, the way this article starts off, I got to read it verbatim because it's fucking hilarious. So, they said, Florida will always Florida, even if Florida is in Kansas. According to a new report, 23-year-old Joshua Day Swar- D. Swartwell of Naples, Florida, made his state proud during a recent incident with the Kansas Highway Patrol. So, he went on a chase with the police. Police had, you know, handcuffed him, put him in the car. So, police was driving and they saw, like, a motorcyclist that was, you know, in need. They had been in an accident. So, they got out of the car. This fool hopped up in 
the front of the car with Kane's cuff behind his back, gain control of the car, and skirt, skirt. That's what <laughs> that's what Boston said. That's not what I said. But I, that just cracks me up. So he went on a high-speed chase with them without even tapping his hands. <laughs> so that is the they part said, oh. I do not understand. <laughs> they said a whole ass 30 minutes later, the lead-footed larceny suspect had run the gas tank empty and attempted to flee on foot. <laughs> Obviously, that didn't work. And troopers arrested him without further incident. <laughs> like, how did he get out of the car to attempt to flee on foot you had no hands sir i don't understand no hands she said look my he really just and then bossop was like if you're wondering how he did this he was already sitting in the front seat because the back didn't have a cage that doesn't Mm. tell me anything i don't i i don't care about how he got into the driver's seat I want to know how he was driving a hundred miles per hour with no hands. You know, you know, black folks don't drive with hands anyways. They be driving with their knees and stuff. A hundred miles per hour in a cruiser. Yeah. All you gotta do is lift one knee for the. (laughs) That thing had to be shaking. And then he didn't even have an accident. Cause I'm thinking it ends in him running into something. Nope. Car just ran out of gas. Like, God damn, <laughs> this man is talented. This man is talented. Yes. So, yeah. Um, he, he needs to join the circus. No, circuses are bad and cruel, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck the circus that employed Dumbo. <laughs> That's right. They're cruel to the elephants and the other animals. I watched um, uh, Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald this weekend. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, Grindelwald this weekend. And um, I I guess I hadn't really seen it in a long time. And I got Mm -hmm. really upset with like how the circus man was treating Nagini. (laughs) I guess I didn't, I guess I forgot about that, but they was like really mean to her. Also, I don't remember that, but maybe I'll watch it soon. See, we hadn't watched. I, I know I hadn't watched it in a while, but mm-hmm. also I'm super thankful for two weekends in a row. There's been Harry Potter marathons, and I just want to say thank you, sweet <laughs> baby Jesus. Uh, thank you to HBO Max. This is the thing that gave me joy, actually. Um, the nanny is on HBO Max. The nanny. You know, I fucking love the nanny. I love the nanny. <laughs> Even though, like, uh. Mr. Sheffield is like problematic as fuck. But <laughs> once he comes around, it's good. <laughs> I love the nanny. I used to want to dress like Fran when I was young. <laughs> There's an Instagram account I follow that like details her fashions regularly. And it makes I mean, me Fran is that girl. Right. Alrighty. So we're going to take a really quick break. And listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. We are back, and it is time for our Someone Something. Someone Something. (laughs) Okay, so, um, All-American was this 
CW really famous show that I did not watch. But they're coming out with a spinoff that focuses on HBCUs, which I'm super excited about. So it's an all-American homecoming. And um, growing up as we did, that was what uh, A Different World was about, was just like lifting up the HBCU experience, getting people to get excited about it and involved with it. And so I am so freaking excited that this is coming around, you know? Yeah, I had never heard of this show until now, but I feel like I'm obligated to watch now. Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to boost. Even if I'm turning on and walking to the next room, I'm going to boost these fucking ratings. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You know the code. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So All-American Homecoming is a young adult sports drama set against the backdrop of the HBCU experience. From the executive producers of All-American, the show follows a young tennis hopeful from Beverly Hills and an elite baseball player from Chicago as they contend with the high stakes of college sports while also navigating the highs, lows, and sexiness, which I'm excited about, sexiness, um, (laughs) of unsupervised early adulthood at a prestigious HBCU. I am excited. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, so I will definitely show, like, we'll link it because it talks about the different people who are playing what and what the important things they are doing. But, um, All-American showrunner Nkechi Okoro Carroll, which is my people, not my people necessarily as, like, Yoruba people, but, like, Igbo people, <laughs> um, which are also Nigerians, is writing and executive producing the pilot. It is also executive produced by Greg Berland, Sarah Sketcher, some other people that I don't care about. But <laughs> the point is I'm really excited about this just to show, you know, showcase Black people in both tennis and baseball because a lot of times we focus on black people in football and basketball so just showing alternative sports and their navigation at hbcu experience so i'm super excited (laughs) me too can't wait by the way i looked up tennis lessons and my budget said no girl like i was like you know maybe we could and they're like no because it was like 60 to $80 a lesson. And I'm like, I'm not going to need like one lesson a month. I need like <laughs> three lessons a week. I don't have time. <laughs> so I tried to get my dad to teach me how to play tennis um, when mm-hmm. I was like in high school. And my dad was like, well, I would teach you how to play but I don't have any rackets. And I was like, I thought you had some rackets. Why Why don't you have rackets? He was like, nah, I ain't got no rackets. Ask your mama what happened to the rackets. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, when they got a, when they went through their divorce, he said, my mama cut up, his, cut the hole, cut holes in his racket. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but is you going to teach me or not? <laughs> right. That was none of your business. You didn't have nothing like, to do with I, that. Exactly. I was like, uh, but is you going to teach me or not? So, sadly, he did not. <laughs> he did try my to dad. teach me to play racquetball, though. So, there's that. Yeah, I was going to say my dad had us playing racquetball with him in, um, 
in the Sanderson gym, he'd be in shorts and his like dress socks and tennis shoes. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, we would play racquetball. We was like, I'm I'm the girliest girl in the way that like I don't like balls flying at my head. <laughs> but we would play it. And it was fun. And I wish I could find a racquetball um place where we could, you know, play it and have fun. But they probably have a court so at true. like you know, your local gym or something. Yeah, I don't go to the gym. <laughs> okay. Okay, I will look for it. Okay. <laughs> I I enjoyed racquetball, but um mm-hmm. it was a little it got a little too fast for me. Like Mm-hmm. I got hit with the ball several times. I was like, okay, this is not fun. <laughs> right. Life comes at you fast in racquetball. It, it does. <laughs> at least I had like the, you know, the eye protection. So I didn't get my eye. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to move on to our poor life decision. Poor life decision. Okay, y'all. So, um, I have not been officially, I'm going to caveat this with saying, I'm not officially been diagnosed with anybody's ADD or ADHD, but I also understand that sometimes when your your brain does not work like the typical person, you got to come up with new rules to do things. (laughs) So we're going to talk about productivity rules for ADHD brains stuck at work because we're all stuck at work. So... (laughs) Focus, prioritize, delegate. These are the standard rules of productivity, and they don't work for ADHD minds. People with ADHD operate differently. We need incentives, positive affirmations, and visible deadlines. But we're going to talk about 10 ways to light a fire under your brain's butt. Um, In this, like, I identify with a lot of these things because, like, I'm just like, the whole idea of focusing on one think like if I'm really into it yeah like if I have flow and I'm just really into what I'm doing yes it's really easy to focus if it's a webinar don't expect me to focus (laughs) you know like I'm falling asleep I'm trying to stay still and things like that so um yeah so just trying to work through these things like I said I've never been officially diagnosed with anything but I think overall especially I know we talked about it Many times in the past, they're like, ADD shows up differently for women mm-hmm. and for little girls. And so sometimes our ADHD is not necessarily like us running around a room, but our brain is hyperactive. <laughs> yeah, so- I I do have ADD. I have been officially diagnosed, but it was very difficult. I d- never got diagnosed while I was in school because it doesn't mm-hmm. show up the same for girls especially when you don't have mm-hmm. the hyperactivity part so mm-hmm. now in the um in the dsm it is all under the umbrella of adhd but it used to be two separate things adhd and then add and so mm-hmm. i just always make the distinction that i have add because i don't have the hyperactivity but it's mm-hmm. like when you don't have when you don't have that part it does make it more difficult for people to recognize that you're struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely don't feel like I have. Probably when I was a kid, I might have had a hyperactivity. But also, in the context of like the school I went to, it was a school of white people. 
the teachers were always trying to somehow place me as a problematic one. So when my parents, when they told my parents, oh, she might have ADD, they were like, no, she doesn't. She's fine. You know? (laughs) And that's like a real context for that because like they constantly wanted to place me as a problematic child. Um, You know what? I had a teacher mention that to my granny before that I was having problems paying attention. You know, not, Mm -hmm. not that I was causing a problem, but like she just noticed things that I would do. And granny, who was also a teacher, was like, nah, she fine. Cause I mean, I was a straight A kid. So she was like, nah, mm-hmm. she fine. But really, yeah. I was having problems paying attention. <laughs> yeah. And like, I remember in sixth grade, I was in a class where my teacher saw some of us caught on to things more quickly. And so he allowed us to self teach ourselves. And we, Within the year that we went through the program, we did a year and a half of work. So, like, mm-hmm. we passed through our grade and half of the next year's grade. And so that's part of the problem is, like, a lot of schools that don't have gifted programs, like, I'm not going to be amused by the normal pace of things, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, well, like, your schools, it's at least public schools, have to have gifted programs, so... Yeah, um, but I was in private school, so I didn't. <laughs> but um, if if you could self-pace yourself like that, it sounds like you would have been a really good candidate for Montessori school. I mm-hmm. cannot self-pace. Mm-hmm. I need... I need deadlines. I need someone to tell me what to do. I need a list of things to do each day. So I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have been able to really self-pace like that. But sounds like you would have been really good at like a Montessori setting or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was just interesting because like, um, I think with the group, I was somewhat of a leader where I was like, okay, yeah, we got to work on this. We got to work on this, this, and this. But it was just like, it was interesting when you take the limits off what I can do mentally. Yeah. And I'm not even good at math. <laughs> I tell people all the day. <laughs> but I was able to get through a year and a half of math in a year. So, yeah. anyways. So, we're going to talk about productivity tips for adults with ADHD. Let's face it, people with ADHD aren't always the most productive bunch. Planning ahead is pretty much our kryptonite, but this doesn't mean that we can't get things done. It just means that it takes a certain way of thinking. And I totally, wholly get that because um, I am such a big fan of to-do lists in different ways. Like I keep, I got a printer. So I have like a to-do list pad, but also I made a to-do list bunch by like the things I need to think about every week, (laughs) like by my leaders, by my main projects. And so like just organizing myself for the week gets me there so much better than other people, (laughs) so much faster. Okay. So the first tip, be realistic, be realistic about the time you need to do something. Everything will take ridiculously longer than you think. Plan for that so you don't go ballistic on everything within karate chopping distance over missing your own deadline. And so for this one, particularly yesterday, I was like, I have to understand that like it takes me so much longer to chop, prep and chop things for a recipe <laughs> that I always think. Like, I always think that like, oh, the recipe says an hour and 40 minutes. It's going to take an hour and 40 minutes. Add an hour to that because it takes you forever to chop anything. <laughs> 
Or like I so like in the mornings to get ready to go somewhere, I'm like, well, I'm going to throw a wig on so I'm not going to have to do my hair and mm-hmm. I'm not really wearing makeup because I have to wear a mask. So all I got to do is my brows. Okay. So I should be able to get ready in 30 minutes. No, it's still an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it all, every, I, it always takes longer than I assume. Yeah. And I get that too. Cause eyebrows just, that's my main thing right now. So it does take longer. Next one. Forget perfect. I know this is hard. It's so hard. (laughs) Now that you can't do everything perfectly, sometimes focusing on being productive at work means that you order takeout for dinner or the laundry piles up. You're only human, so give yourself some slack. And this is so, so hard because perfectionism is my illness. (laughs) It even brings it to like my walk with Christ and I'm like oh I can't do this so maybe I should just give up (laughs) and my little sister my little sister stayed calling me out on my shit and she's like are you letting your perfectionism stop you from pursuing a relationship with Christ and I'm like yes but leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) but you do that to me all the time with like real life stuff (laughs) Like, I, I, it doesn't affect me, like, religion-wise, because, I don't know, I guess mm-hmm. I, I compartmentalize things in my brain, so I've never looked at it that way. But, yeah, everything else, it's like, I need it to be perfect. And what's perfect? Who decides what's perfect? Like, who cares? Uh, so that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, next up, set the stage. A woman had, oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading the alternate images. I don't know why. Oh, prep your environment for focus. This will mean something different for everyone. For me, it means going to my bedroom, blocking the door, turning off the ceiling fan, closing the door to the bathroom, fluffing my pillows, and leaving the blinds half open so I can still see out. Yet, cuckoo didn't know to attack the items on my list. So there's like a set, amount where I cannot deal with chaos on my desk mm-hmm. and so <laughs> you know prepping my environment means like removing the chaos from my desk to some extent um also yeah I have to turn off the ceiling fan because I get cold really easy <laughs> so I just need to be able to like physically be comfortable to be able to focus yeah um so I have a, well, I was about to say I have an L-shaped desk. Well, I guess technically the, technically I do have an L-shaped desk, but when you add, mm-hmm. there's a table or, uh, uh, it's really filing. Anyway, it's more like a U than an L, but anyway, mm-hmm. for me, <laughs> when I have to focus, it means like getting in the corner of the L and, t- and I have a desk lamp that I rarely turn on, but I have to turn on the mm-hmm. desk lamp. And I don't know, it's something about that light being on that means, okay, focus. It's time to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. Like, I, 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 I hate numbers. I hate dealing with numbers. And anytime I have to do anything with my budget, 
Like, my secretary says she always knows when, like, I'm super, like, I'm too busy for her to interrupt me when she comes in and that light is on and I'm pecking on the calculator because, yes, I just can't, like, that light means focus. Yeah, and I think, for me, productivity does, like, allow me to contextually, you know, have the space where I can focus on things, so... In the past, um, I use, I think it's like RTF. It's a weird Apple app that is like basically the equivalent of Notepad. And that's where I used to write and that's why I could do writing. Now, in my current job, I do my writing sometimes like when I had to work on something for like a leader. I do it in OneNote because I've decided that's my creative space. And okay. that's where I write. Kind of like I've used it for Evernote in the past. And so like figuring out where... Figure out a place where you can be like, this is my focus spot. And then feeding into that when you need to focus is amazing. And I recommend it all day. (laughs) It really is. Uh, The next one. Yeah. (laughs) The next one was set up a scavenger hunt. So set yourself up for success. Before you sit down, go on a scavenger hunt and retrieve everything that needs to be within arm's reach. So you don't interrupt yourself to retrieve it. This was not a thing that like I felt <laughs> was helpful for me because I'm like, I don't know the things that I need to be productive. <laughs> um, so I do this. A, a lot of these things I do um, because I've just developed the habit of doing it over mm-hmm. time. But yeah. yeah, I whatever I think I might need in that instance, even like when we get ready to record the show, Like, Mm -hmm. I gather everything I need and bring it into the closet, including, like, what I need to make another drink. I bring everything in here so that, and and that's just kind of how I operate. Like, what all do I need to do this task? I don't sit down and start my task until I've gathered everything that I need for that task. Yeah, I guess because it's kind of natural for me. So, like, I have my pens that I like to write with beside my desk. I... I have the notepads or papers I want to work with there. So it's never a scavenger hunt for me because I keep it in that space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not a but, scavenger hunt so much for me either, but I do gather it all right there. Yeah. Um, next up, fun stuff first. Do the fun stuff first. I know that means you're leaving all the non-fun things for last, but there's a theory. Once you get that nice little dopamine drop from accomplishing fun stuff, your brain digs the groove and wants to do more stuff and has the motivation to do more stuff. I'm a morning person. I'm not a morning person. I don't know. I am. Okay. I'll say I've been waking up really early. And so the fun stuff is doing stuff that's not tied to my job. The fun stuff is improving myself and these skill sets that I want to improve. Yeah. And so I think in a way that does set me up for doing stuff for work. Yeah. Um I work kind of backwards of that because <laughs> I'm not I'm not a morning person as in I'm like chipper in the morning, but I do my mm-hmm. best work in the morning. So things mm-hmm. that I don't want to do, I better do it first thing because I can focus better. Whereas in the mm-hmm. afternoon when I'm sleepy and tired, 
that's when I can do the stuff that doesn't require a whole lot out of me or that I don't have to work to focus on. Yeah, I think within the first hour of work, I think I'm good with the administrative because I just don't want to talk to anybody. And then yeah. <laughs> from yeah. there, I, I, I can be. And then, of course, towards the end of the day, I'm like, oh, this is draining. This is yeah. not. But so I just, I will say, according to that list, I will say just understand what works best for you and do that. So, um, you know. Excel data entry is not exciting for me. But in the first hour of my day, when I'm not really happy to be awake, it's something I can do and it doesn't require much out of me creatively, you know? (laughs) So I just say it's not going to work for everybody, but like just figure out what you can do with your like ebbs and flows of your energy to get stuff done. Yeah. Um, Excellent lead time for transitions. And I'm going to put this in here that like sometimes I give myself a good 10 to 15 minutes just to watch TikTok. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I yes. don't want to do work anymore. <laughs> yes. Like but, uh, I may stop and play a game on my phone for a few minutes mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, so they say give yourself a transition time between tasks, especially for mentally challenging products. Set a time for 10 minutes and take a walk, do some yoga, or sip your favorite tea. Today, um, my meetings were not that intense. So once I got over a batch of weenies, I was like, well, going to go on a walk with Roxy. Meanwhile, she acted like I was taking on a whole marathon. We walked for like 25 minutes, like... Or what? Um, <laughs> and Roxy was it, like, was, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, this ain't our regular right. routine." <laughs> but it was this time last year. I used to take her out like three times a day because I was not used to being in the house. But um, <laughs> I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell, which is like, especially in advertising, he's like just a very esteemed author. I turn turns out his mom is black. I didn't know that. But um. So I was doing Apple Fitness walk with him and just kind of listening through things about how, like, sometimes you just got to do stuff because you like it and not because you want to be the best at it. But, but Roxy was like, it was like a 36 minute walk and Roxy was like, "Uh uh-uh, we just going to do, we literally walked a mile and then she was like, it's time for us to go home. Did she make you pick her up? No. (laughs) <laughs> I was just take her like she was ready like every time we kind of turned towards the house she's like okay time to go home <laughs> but you know uh, with the weather getting better and stuff like that I do want to be more active and so it's just like you know we'll figure it out next up split up large tasks Um, I'm a big fan of saying that like I have this goal and then here are 17 tasks under here to make sure that I get it to this goal because that big goal is really overwhelming. Um, because of that ever-present risk that will get distracted, adults with ADHD tend to have trouble with long, multi-step tasks. The secret to completing large tasks is to break it down to smaller steps that aren't as intimidating. Keep up your momentum by focusing only on... The next doable step. Yeah. Right. Just step on a sticky note and post it within your line of sight. Yeah. Yes. I have to I'm a that. big fan. Yeah. Even like when it came to like resolutions, 
Sorry, I got the hiccup. <laughs> Bless you. Well, I don't know what to say when somebody has the hiccups, but... <laughs> okay. When it comes to resolutions, I'm like... I have this general... Or vision boards. I have this general view of where I want to be. But I got to break it down into small tasks or else nothing's going to get done. <laughs> um. So... One thing I discovered that is a surefire, well, watch me say this and then it doesn't work for you, <laughs> but for me, it's been a cure for hiccups, is to drink from the opposite side of the glass. It is very difficult. I don't know how to show you how to do it without, because my glass is too small, but if you've ever tried it before, you've got to lean a certain way to like get it from the opposite side but that <laughs> this is gonna be hard with whiskey <laughs> I, I well I mean I'm sure you need water but but I saw that um online before and it worked it worked um but yeah I have to break large tasks up into smaller tasks as well next up do your brain dump and um Several times today, I had to, and also I actually, I have like one notepad that gives me my weekly things, but then I had to print out another one that gives me like chunks of like the things that I'm supposed to be doing every week. So like my different leaders that I support, as well as like the project that I'm working on, as well as miscellaneous. And so like having that, I can break out like all the things I'm supposed to be doing um, in a different way. So, for most adults who struggle with ADHD, the only way to keep track of things we're supposed to remember is to write them down in a planner. Just about every task should be jotted down as it's assigned. And I literally, sometimes I put stuff in my planner that's like, schedule this meeting. Because what? it needs to be written down or else I will forget. <laughs> I do the same. A brain dump is so important and... One thing I've learned about working with men, older men, probably white men specifically, but definitely older men, is that they are <laughs> they are impressed by things like being able to recite data. And um that is stupid to me. <laughs> and I even said <laughs> I even I was in an interview before and the person interviewing me asked me about something and I told him I said I don't waste brain space with trying to memorize data. Why when I have my phone is right here. I can pull it up mm -hmm. and I have an iPhone I have a MacBook and my desktop at work is also a Mac, it's an Apple, whatever. Everything is on the cloud. That information, I don't have to hold in my head. I can literally pull it up. And they always look at me like I'm crazy when I say that. But I'm like, why would I, why would I bog down my brain with facts that I could ready pull up when I could be using my brain? to problem solve and fix these issues that y'all have. Like, that's crazy to me. So I, yeah. do a, I, I, I constantly do a brain dump. I don't keep anything in my brain that I can pull up somewhere else. Like, nothing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I will say that um, that's why I had an issue with rote memorization as a child, especially like uh, going to a Christian school and being in Bible drill. It was all about memorizing Bible verses. And I'm like, I don't need to know word for word what what the Bible verse says. <laughs> you know, like, as long as I get true understanding of what it is, I don't have to know that word for word. <laughs> I, I got in trouble for that so much. Um, in Sunday school because I was like but the Bible is right here and and I remember granny like trying to drill me for for Sunday school and I'm like I don't understand this and she's like well you're not gonna always have a Bible in your hand look at me now granny my Bible's on my phone it's in my hand same same thing that teachers told me about dictionaries and calculators Look now, Helpa, <laughs> it's in my hand. That's all I have to say. Because I didn't yeah. understand the importance. I really didn't understand the importance of learning how to spell. I mean, and I and and today oh. I am one of the world's <laughs> worst spellers. But I didn't understand <laughs> why it mattered when you could literally just look it up. Why do I care to memorize this? I didn't understand why I I am still horrible. Listen, y'all. I took AP calculus in high school. I did really well in math, but to this day, I cannot add, subtract, multiply, or divide. I did not see the point in learning it. Like, why? There's a calculator. Why do I need to know how to do this when a machine will do it for me? (laughs) My my dad drilled the multiplication tables in me, and so I got that. Spelling is also important to me because I just don't want to have to deal with like you see with Apple and these damn apostrophes they put apostrophes everywhere they're not supposed to be and so I'm like you can't always depend on technology but at the same time um, like can. when it came to Bible but- verses it was just like I understood the meaning I understood what what god was expecting me to get out of that right i'm not gonna memorize every single word (laughs) and i felt like especially as i got older i felt like i was well read enough to where Mm -hmm. i have an idea of how to spell this word now i will say that like my phone pisses me off with necessary all the time because it's like, bitch, I know I ain't the only one who don't know how to spell necessary. And when I put this in, you should be able to pick it up from there. So I have to go to Google because Google is that girl. So Google recognizes what I'm trying to do. and helps me out. But I just always felt like why, like, if I know enough to look it up or I know enough to like, you know, what was the point? It didn't make sense to me. As your spelling be friend, necessary. N E C E S S A R Y. Necessary. <laughs> but yes, I get it. Uh, Albuquerque and Nebuchadnezzar be fucking me up on a regular basis. <laughs> I, I get it better, Albuquerque, but Nebuchadnezzar is just, it's hard. Anyways, so all we're saying is. Get a planner or a notebook with lots of space to dump your ideas. I have a purse notebook because a lot of my ideas, especially when it comes to like grocery shopping and stuff like that, 
it, it comes and goes. So I got to write it down while it came so that when I go, I can <laughs> have it somewhere to look at. Yep. And they say never leave home without it, ever. Yep. Never. Next up, make deadlines visible. Post your deadline where you'll see them. This will remind you to use your time wisely. So uh, a lot of times I do have a planner, but I also put stuff in my phone calendar yeah. because I get reminders. Uh, they say try highlighting your to-do list in your trusty planner or putting sticky notes on the wall over your desk or creating a computer screensaver This reads July 22nd or bus. The way my memory works, I'd be like, what the fuck was happening on July 22nd? (laughs) (laughs) So I actually save because I write every single thing in my planners. I actually save my planners. Um, I save at least five years back. And I do that because Mm -hmm. um, for my work, for my job, when we're audited, they're able to ask us stuff from five years back. And my planner... Mm -hmm. It's pretty much all work stuff. Uh, personal stuff I mm-hmm. usually put in my phone. But yeah, so mm-hmm. I always save my planner so that I can go back and like check and see. And it's really come in handy several times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially yeah. like when for, for like specific like meetings and stuff when uh, we forgot to date the meeting or we forgot to whatever. Yeah, it's come in handy. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, I I have a hard time saving everything from my work life to my personal life um but at the same time i think it takes some hunting but just knowing my i i'm still working on my processes to put everything somewhere in a place yeah. that makes sense <sighs> last well yeah lastly mix the negative the negative words reserved only for ourselves are counterproductive did you know that the unconscious mind does not compute negative neg- negation in language? That's right. The deepest recesses of the mind don't process the world, no. Therefore, when we say, I will not waste time on the computer today, the words are read as, I will waste time on the computer today. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I guess it's funny because I'm like, I don't tell myself I would not waste my time on TikTok today. I would say I waste time for 15 minutes on TikTok today, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) and so like, but there's a lot of things in my life that I am feeling with negative negativity. And so trying to think of more ways to positively speak to myself and, you know, help us. Like, because at the end of the day, we know ourselves better than anybody else. And so sometimes it's just like, yes, we know that like we're not going to focus for four hours in a row. But how do we create these breaks for ourselves? How do we make things easier for ourselves to get through things? Right. And I think we can do it. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'm going to caveat this with I'm not officially diagnosed with anything but i think if you listen to stuff like this and you see some ways that you can be um inspired to be more productive in your life compared to like the average ways where they're like focus 
delete all your notifications, which to me is more distracting because I'm like, then I'm like, what's happening that I'm not paying attention to, you know, (laughs) you know? And so like, just like the great thing about the world today is I feel like we, we are more accepting of different ways to think and we just have to figure out ways to continue to help ourselves. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think these are great tips for focusing period because in order to have a diagnosis, you have to do something for, um, it has to be for a certain amount of time and to a certain extent. So you may not have Mm -hmm. a diagnosis. You may not actually be ADHD or ADD, but maybe you just need some help focusing. I think these are great tips to help focus. Yeah, another term that I've learned from um, TikTok is being neurodivergent. And so even being gifted, our brains a lot of times branch in ways that normal brains don't. Like, you know, like, you know, people will focus on one thing. You can tell me one thing and my brain was like, oh, this is another thought. This is another thought. And this is another thought. And I'll tell you about that third thought. And then you're like, where are you talking about? And I'm like, well, it made sense to me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I, my brain just branches and things like that. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, I'm just saying that like you don't need a diagnosis to. If there's things in this topic that were relevant to how you think, I just recommend that you figure out how to make the best the way you think work for you. Yes. So we're gonna move on to our favorite part of the pod. Our, not just mine, our, um, <laughs> to buy you a drink. <laughs> um, so, um, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I can go first. I have a prayer. So. Okay. Um, I just want to pray for DMX and his family. I think he had a recent overdose and he's in very critical um, condition. And so I think he is probably, um, he's still alive from what I last heard, but he does require prayers. And so I just want to pray that he can get past this. So that was my exact same prayer. So we are... Um, and yeah, just Bash. to, oh no, <laughs> just to I was going to say back, she's back, but that's not it. <laughs> no, that's not it. So just to piggyback off of Doy, and we do want to offer our prayers up to DMX and his family. Um, you know, an addiction is a beast and it is complicated. And when you have an addiction, it is the most important thing in the world. And I don't think people understand that. Um, but we just, which I, I just have this love for DMX and I, we, we just wish him the best and we offer our prayers to him and his family. I also want to yes. buy um, a drink for therapy because I had several things over this past weekend that in the past would have normally sent me into a spiral and Mm. I chose, cause this is a thing you can go through therapy and you can go through the motions, 
but you have to choose to use the tools that are given. So I made the choice mm-hmm. to use my tools and handle things accordingly and didn't shut down when I got pissed off. So, um, yeah, I just want to offer a prayer to DMX and his family and buy a drink for all the therapists out there. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> and we couldn't make it without you. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I sent a couple weeks ago, I sent a Hey Big Head email to my therapist and I was like, hey, <laughs> I was like, I told 2021 to come in and sit down and didn't touch nothing, and it didn't. So, we got to talk. <laughs> and she wasn't even like, bitch, I ain't heard from you since November. She was just like, okay, cool. Let's just schedule an appointment, and I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Shout out to the therapist. So, Toyin, tell yes. people how they can talk to us. But I was drinking my whiskey. Okay, um, <laughs> you can hit us up on Poor Life Decision. One decision because we're changing them one at a time. We also, that's the name of our Etsy page. It's all one world. You can search it and you can find our May Contain Alcohol mugs, uh-huh. stickers, t-shirts, and other shit. Um, we are also, you can email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. Again, we are yearning to hear what you're struggling with and what you want us to talk about. We would love to do the research and have a whole episode about you. I was sexual. I did. I I wasn't yearning like that. (laughs) Um. Also, we're on Twitter. It's PLD Pod. Chris keeps it lit with the tweets. Um. I come in with just random shit about my poor life decisions because there's many. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and as always, I cannot tell you enough how you need to check out that Etsy shop. Cute gifts for you know what auntie, you know what auntie needs that may contain alcohol mug. You know which auntie needs it. Get it for me. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and again, um, we want to remind you to, you know, no matter where you listen to us, please go to Apple Podcast and leave a review. Rate us five stars because the other ones do not work. And, you know, send us a screenshot so that we can send you a cute, cute sticker and we can read your review on air um, so that you can be famous. Podcast famous. <laughs> and, and, and I will say um, most of our followers currently are on Apple Podcasts. And so I'm reaching out to ourself, um, our Spotify podcast. Just give us a follow. It's you know it's important and it helps. Yeah, you know I have I have a bad habit of when I listen to podcasts on Spotify, I don't follow. Versus mm-hmm. when I listen on Apple, I do subscribe. So mm-hmm. let's remedy that. I'm going to make sure I follow all the podcasts that I listen to on Spotify. And you guys make sure that if you're listening to us on Spotify, be sure you hit that follow button. That way you stay up to mm-hmm. date and you know when we got yeah. fresh new shit out. I mean, because, hey, yeah. it's popping over here. 
It's popping. Again, it's we remind. Popping. It's popping. We remind. I ain't stopping. Every- oh Lord, sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> we remind everybody: drink your water, take your meds, mm-hmm. do your skincare routine. Sunscreen is a must. It was hot as I'll get out today. <laughs> and I'm just saying, the sun might be out, but sometimes you still like in your feelings. And please remember to take your vitamin D. That's right. Because we have lower <laughs> vitamin D absorption date. He want to give me that Great. vitamin D. <laughs> I am not doing this with you. That was a I, vitamin dick, and that has nothing to do with vitamin D. I have <laughs> had copious <laughs> amounts of gin. What do you expect? Gin makes you sin. I understand. Gin makes you sin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, bye, y'all. We love you. We um, love y'all. Bye. Down, down.